Hello, Sports, Sports Speak Podcast. This is your host, Aaron Daniels, and I got my good buddy, young Chris Crawford, with me. This, this cat right here, he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a product of Victory Christian High School. He went on to Connell State College for a little while, and then he went on to University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, where he just finished his college career. And the brother is getting ready to continue his playing career at the pro level. Chris, what's good, bro? Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking time on a Saturday to come chop it up with me. So I'm going to jump right into it, man. Take us to the beginning. When did you first pick that ball up and get going with basketball? Um, Man, since I can remember, I don't ever remember not having a basketball in my hands. That's a fact. That's a fact of the matter. Now, was it always just basketball, or did you have any interest in other sports? Um, Actually, growing up, I was way better at football than I was football. And I was Damn. supposed to play football, like, in high school. That was, that was your claim to fame? But what, what, when did you decide, like, ah, I don't think this is for me no more. I think I'm going to go ahead and focus on that on that gym. Um, In eighth grade, my parents, they sat me down there like, okay, you can be really good at both sports or you can choose one and get paid one day. Mm-hmm. And then I chose basketball. Dang, they, they put it to you cut and dry like that? Yeah. <laughs> Man, hey, that, that's a flat-out business decision, it sounds like. Yeah, they were. They instilled that from the beginning. That's big time. That's big time. Now, what position did you play when you were when you were playing football? Um, I was a running back, running back in safety. Oh, man, so you were, getting, you were getting some two-way action. Yeah, I was everywhere. That's what I'm talking about, man. Now, which one did you enjoy? I always got to ask that question when I talk to guys that got football in their, in their background. Where, did you prefer playing offense or, or defense better? Oh, defense. <laughs> man, that's like the universal answer, man. Everybody likes to go either hit people or go make plays on the ball, man. Which one was you? Oh, hitting people. I was just running around trying to make contact with anyone. <laughs> that's a major. That's major stuff right there, bro. Well, you know what? Um, talk to me about, you know, what you think you could, well, let's say what you did bring into the gym from football. Like, was there anything that you learned from a competitive standpoint or from a physical standpoint that was – um useful in basketball just like it was in football um I would say anticipation on passes like on defense because you know football that's really all it is is anticipation and then the basketball I I carried that over to like baiting people to throw passes I got really good at that especially like growing up and then um knowing how to split my defender so like knowing how to be like in help per se Yes, sir. I, I understood that coming from football. Oh, yeah. That's a major move. Now, did, did, did either one of those sports come naturally to you, uh, or were you one of those that had to develop into being any kind of good at either basketball or football? I had to develop basketball. Football was natural. Man. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I really didn't expect you to say that, and I've known you for a while, and I can't believe I didn't even know that part. But when it comes to basketball, I know me. Whenever I first started, man, all I had was height on my side, and I could I could catch and shoot. Like everything else had to be developed, and I'm talking about long hours and some years before I started to see some payoff. But mm-hmm. what 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 were you working with in the beginning, as far as the pros, not the cons? But what did you have working in your favor when you first got into basketball? Um, I could pass extremely well, and I could play defense, and that was about it. Okay, okay. Were, were you I interested could. in that, or were you always like, man, I want to be better? Or did somebody make you do some other stuff? Um, When when my parents sat me down, like I said earlier, and when I decided, that's when I really, like, focused on getting better at basketball. And then that's when I started trying to expand my game 
as far as everything else. Because I used to never I, – I didn't even really shoot in games until, like, high school. Like, I would never shoot. My, my parents would get mad because I wouldn't shoot the ball. Yeah, that, that actually that, that sounds familiar. But um, I'm guessing something else in your game kept you on the court. So I'm guessing you still played a lot because you you defended and you passed. Well, am I right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Were, were you always a point guard, or were you always were you kind of were you off the ball at that time? Were you a big guy? Um, growing up, I was a five because I was usually t- the tallest one on the team. Yeah, man, that's how it goes. You you, you hit your growth <laughs> spurt early, huh? It took off quick. Yeah, and then it stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, how, that's how it went for me too Next thing you know, and cats took off past me And that, that, that's a beautiful thing So which one developed first? Was it your ball handling ability or you being able to shoot? Oh, ball handling, easily yeah. shooting, shooting is probably the hardest thing I've had to develop as far as basketball goes Man, now what, what was so difficult about it? It just You know how some people, they say you're born shooters Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I, I feel that. Now, from a from a mechanical standpoint, I, one of the problems I used to have, particularly from the free throw line, and I still got the problem to this day, and, and I'm retired. It's like shooting the same shot every time. You know, getting that muscle memory down. So, mm-hmm. like from a from a mechanical standpoint, I used to shoot like a different version of that shot every every shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that, what, was that something that you can identify with? I still do that. I'm not going to go on. <laughs> Man, does it change from a distance? You know what I mean? Like, the further back you get, the more it changes? Yeah, like, the the further back I get from the rim, the more I bring my release down, surprisingly. Mm. You know what? Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, sort of, that's sort of backwards from what I thought you would say. But one thing I do like, though, is, like, whenever you know what the diagnosis is, you know, I, I usually – that usually, to me, sounds like, you'll be able to make the adjustments that you need to make. Because if you don't know what's wrong, then this is going to keep being wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now, um, when it comes to your career, when you – you said eighth grade, ninth well, – you said eighth grade, correct? Correct? That's when you really started getting into basketball? Yes, sir. All right. So, how was the transition into high school? You're going in as a ninth, gra- as a ninth grader, and I've been a ninth grader before. A lot of times, you know, if you're trying to figure out your way – um, the game is more serious now, and some of your middle school classmates and teammates are starting to fall by the wayside because, you know, they ain't ready to put in that real type work. So what type of transition was it for you going from eighth grade to high school playing hoops? Um, that transition was actually pretty easy because of Robert. So, mm-hmm. like, I was always around him. I grew up playing with them. So, like, as far as playing with older people, that wasn't really a problem. It was really just getting my skill to where I wanted it to be at that level once I got to high school. Yeah. And so for those, you know, who aren't privy to who Robert is, Robert Crawford, that, that's Chris's older brother, you know, and Robert, a hell of a player. He finished his college career and now he's still still earning money playing ball. And so Chris is getting ready to do the same thing. So um, here's, here's one thing I want to ask you, because a lot of people have different outlooks on, you know, what the benefits are when you're young and you're playing up with older kids and even grown men. Well, what are some of the things that, that you do figure out from playing up like that, that you're able to use whenever you get back to playing with guys uh, that are at your same level? Um, Really just the, the game in general. You just learn different nuances to get away with stuff. Like I got really good at floaters because I couldn't jump as high as them. So obviously I would get my stuff beat off the glass if I didn't throw <laughs> it really high. Straight up. Um, I got really good at defense. That's how I really, really got good at defense was always guarding my brother and all his friends. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were good. 
and I was seven years younger than them. And they didn't have any pity. Like they were, there was there was no oh, Chris is only he's only fourteen. We need to don't go at him. If I was on the court, they said, hey, don't get scored on. Figure it out. So straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you had to take those lumps, huh? Yeah, it was many many days of frustration. All right, just for the sake of doing some name dropping, I mean, you mentioned your brother. Who, who are some uh, who are some other notable guys that you remember? That, that sort of aided in that process of, of uh, beating you up and turning you into somebody good? Um, Derek Waters, he was one of them. Julian Peters, he was one of them. Mark Rutledge, he was one of them. Uh, those are probably the main three that were always in the gym when me and Robert were in the gym. That's what I'm talking about. That's a, that's a major thing. Here's something else that kind of goes lost in that, though, when, when people – you know, when people think about or talk about being young and being smaller and playing up, is one thing, you know, I've always noticed that you're going to learn how to play without that basketball in your hand, too, offensively. Because mm-hmm. if they're going to come down and just put the ball in the kid's hands and say, all right, man, you operate. Yeah. They're definitely going to have to prove yourself. Okay, now, when you during your ninth grade season, were you able to were you able to get some JV or some varsity run over at, over at Victory Christian, or, or were you freshman only? Um, I never played JV or freshman. I only played varsity. So, man. Yeah. So, I, I was like the sixth man most of the year, my freshman year. And then our best player, LJ Ross, he got hurt. He had tore his ACL, but he could right. still play on it. He just couldn't really jump. So, he didn't start. And then I that's when I started starting when we got to the playoffs my freshman year. So, the young fella, he continued to play even with a torn ACL. And, and everybody, y'all knew it was torn, right? Yeah. Like, we knew he could not jump. Like, there was, like, a rebound, he couldn't jump. Scoring, he couldn't jump, but he was out there. To be wow. honest, like, I, 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 I wasn't that close to him, and, like, he doesn't know this, but that was – that's how I learned that you play through injuries was from him doing that because he literally played on that torn ACL for the entire play. And we made it to the state championship. So, from area – he tore it in a 4A, I think, is districts. Yes, districts. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he, he tore it in the district game and played all regionals, all area, and all state on the torn ACL. Wouldn't that in some capacity? Oh, you cut out. What did you say? Oh, um, yeah. Yes, and was he able to, to be effective still we in, in some way? I hear that. Now, obviously – that that forced you in a role that I won't say that you weren't ready for, but you weren't necessarily anticipating. So were you able to respond um, well to that, or did it take a minute for you to settle into that new I role? I adjusted pretty well. I don't remember any – I remember one game where I was like, okay, this is different. But there was really only one game. Besides that, it was really – it was kind of normal. Because in my head, I was supposed to be starting the whole year, you know. So when I did start, right. what, what was your... I was like, yeah, I'm ready for it. Hey, okay, okay. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, so so it wasn't a confidence issue. I love that. I love that. Well, what was your role on that team? Were, were you more of a were you more of a come down set the table kind of guy, a distributor first, or were um, you in attack mode from a scorer? I don't standpoint? really think I had a role to be honest. I wasn't a scorer by any means. Like I scored a, occasionally. It was really just to play defense. Actually, I take right. that back. That was probably my role. Because I guarded, I wanted to guard. I either guarded the best player or 
failed yeah. the person that was guarding the best player when I was a freshman. That's a, that's a hell of a thing right there, man. And I, I'm a defensive-oriented kind of guy whenever it comes to as far as my coaching style. And so anytime that I talk to guys, or girls for that matter, who are wired the same way, it definitely makes me feel good. And, you know, when you're a freshman, you really only have two assignments. You know, you come in, you play that's solid it. defense. If you got an open shot, be ready to shoot that thing and knock it down. Either one of the that's two. <laughs> well, both. Now, um, you, you're going into your next season. Let's talk about 10th grade year. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that you were more you were more settled into into that that position as being a starter and being one of the key contributors. Did the game? Slow oh, down? I can't even put into words how much the game slowed down between freshman and sophomore year. Because I think freshman year, I would say I probably averaged like four points a game, and then I went to 17 my sophomore year. So that was that was a really big jump. It was just working with my brother and my parents and like watching a bunch of film. By breaking it down all summer, that really helped. Man, did, did your appetite change, or, or was your were you, was your skill set better as to oh, why skill. you were able to make that skill. In, term, in terms of points per game? Yes, sir. Man, so you honed in and started working. Oh, I'm talking about okay, okay. Now. Was, um, the shooting, was the shooting still suspect? Ooh, or I could you more shoot, of a slasher but only? it was ugly. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it was ugly, but it went in. Oh, my God. Now, now me knowing your brother, man. Now, picking up right from where we left off, uh, you were talking about how, how ugly his shot was, but you said it was able to, it was effective enough for it to go in. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, um, what was it? Was it was it comfortable to you, or something together, kind of makeshift, just to make it go? It was comfortable. It was just ugly. <laughs> All right. So, how, how long did it take for you to for you to be like, yeah, I can't, I can't rock with this no more. I gotta, I gotta make this look a little prettier. Or was it your pops or your brother that said, nah, we gotta reconstruct this deal? Um, it was my high school coach, to be honest. Like one day I was shooting. Oh, really? Yeah, I was shooting in the gym, and he came up to me. He was like, hey, try shooting like this. And then I tried it, and I was like, Coach, I, I can barely get the ball to the rim. And he was like, I right, just keep doing it. And then walked off. Oh, man. So, so, so it just took a while. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Major move. Now, what, what type of team did y'all have your sophomore year when you were, when you were at victory? Because you said y'all made, y'all made a state finals run your freshman year. And that, that's, you know, that's a tough act to follow. How good was that team your sophomore year versus the year before? Um. We were just as good, to be honest. We lost to Douglas in the semis of state that year. No doubt about it. You know, that's a very storied program, and they got some dogs every year, so I can see it. Yeah, that was in the middle of the five feet. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> not, not a repeat. Not a three-feet, yo. Five. Yeah, five feet. That's major moving. You know, and I, I was coaching in 4A this year, and so I, I just got a dose of how serious competition is at that level. You know what I mean? It's a lot of cats that can get you. Yes, sir. But, all right, now, um, your junior season. And, with you know, me personally, in, in my own career, um, I, that's when I noticed the biggest difference in my game. I started to turn a corner for real, and that's when I started to feel as if I might be able to, to take this game to the next level, even after high school. What was your junior season like in high school? Ooh, my junior season is when I blew up. That's – that, yes. That's the season that everyone was like, oh, Chris is, like, really good at basketball. 
and that's when I started getting recruited. Um, yeah, everything really took off my junior year. I went from 17 points a game to 26 my junior year. Um, yeah, I was it, stuff just started clicking. I had 40. I remember I had 45 my third game of the year, or second game of the year, one of them, and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Man, and when, when you when you have scoring games like that, like what what are you feeling like? Well, what's going on in your mind? I mean, of course you know that you're scoring buckets, so you know you're in a rhythm. But were were you were your teammates okay with you rolling like that, and with you being sort of a pass first guy in the beginning of your career? Were you ever thinking like, all right, I'm, I think I may be I think I may be shooting this thing a little bit too much, or did you just let it roll? Nah, my my teammates all through my high school career were really like encouraged me to try to score. Because, like, they knew I could score. I just – I wouldn't do it if I wasn't, like, urged. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. as far as that game goes, I didn't even know I had that many points. I thought I had, like, 20-something because, you know, you just give off in the game. Like, I didn't I didn't keep track. I remember, no I remember after the game, we was walking to the locker room. Because we won. We won by, like, six or eight. And then one of the managers ran up in there, like, do you know how many points you had? I was like <laughs> – I was like, uh, like 28, 29. And she was like, no, you have 45 points. And I was like, bro, stop lying. And, and then she showed me the, she showed me the uh, scorebook. I have 45. Wow. That's major, man. That, that, that's a major thing. And shout out to the manager for coming and, you know, giving you your props like that. And, you know, and, and listen to the deficit by which y'all won, as you just said, it sounded like the squad needed every single one of those points. Yeah, like it was a really good game. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't like a blowout, and we weren't playing nobody trash. Like somebody on the other team had, I think, thirty six. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Sounds like sounds like it. Now he shot. He shot thirty right times. I'm gonna put that out there. I didn't shoot thirty times. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So so you, your forty five was efficient, like 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 KD does. Yeah, I had twenty one free throws. <laughs> Hold on, twenty one attempts or twenty one. Eighteen for twenty one from the line. Yeah, that, that's dang good right there. And that, 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 you know what? You actually tr- uh, segued into something else that's pretty good. Because I, I tell a lot of my athletes that I coach, because, you know, everybody, whether in the front of their mind or in the back of their mind, they want to score that ball, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I always tell them, I say, listen, if you want to score 20 points or 20-plus or you want to average that, you can't do that without going going to the line. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to be hot on another type of level to put up those types of numbers without going to the free throw line. So, I mean, was that always something that was present in your mind or was it something that just happened to you on that type, on that particular night and then you just had to take it how it came? Um, I was I was always a dry first person, so I was always trying to get to the rim. And really that game was one of the only games that I felt like every single time I got fouled, they called it, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, because that really happened. Yeah, like, you know, that never happens. It has, it's happened one time since then that I can remember. So you got all your love. Oh, man. I got all of it that night. <laughs> now, how far was that? How far did that team get to make it your junior season? Um, we lost in. We got the state. The state. State seven. Yeah, and then junior year we got we lost in the first round of state. Ah, so three consecutive trips to the state tournament. All right, you started off in the final game, and then you kind of. I guess you can say it went backwards, but I got to I gotta say that respectfully because getting to the state tournament is not easy at all. But um, mm-hmm. the the last season, right, your senior season, 
how'd you, how'd you go out, man? First of all, better yet, I ain't gonna even say how'd you go out. How did you approach it? Were you one of those that that, that was like, hey, this is my last run, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna try to show out, or did you make sure that hey, these young guys, since I'm the leader now, I gotta make sure that everybody does this right, so we can make us as a team the best. Uh, I know why I was. Final well, I, I I would say I knew that me being aggressive and ch- coming out and trying to be like a really good offensive weapon for the team would help the team so that was really my mindset coming into my senior year was to kind of build on my junior year and lead like you said lead the team because we didn't have that many young players so it wasn't really much of a leading role that I had to take on because we had we were a whole bunch of juniors I think three or four seniors so the leading wasn't really on me just me per se I was the best player but we all kind of led as a collective unit so I just kind of approached it to try to try to score. That was really my only mindset. Every game was to score and get my teammates involved. Now, well, who are some of the notable guys, man, that, that were teammates of yours? You know, let's just give them a little uh, love. Um, Jacoby Hicks, Keith Calhoun, Emmanuel Deshikon, uh Caleb Calhoun, R.J. Wakeley, all my all my young guys. Man, How far did the team get to go your senior state. year, man? How, how'd you finish up? That one hurt. I think about. Oh, I think about that one every other yeah, day. That's I don't know why. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, it's crazy that as competitors, man, we, we mm-hmm. we're harder on ourselves than than anybody else is on us. You know what I mean? It's like with no matter how many good moments we have, the, the ones that stick out as most prevalent in our minds are the are the moments that we that we didn't quite get it done, man. But you know, I, it's crazy that it's that way. But it sounds like you had a hell of a hell of a high school career to look back on, and that I'm pretty sure that had a, a great deal in terms of. I know, obviously, you wanted to go to college. Uh, I, you cut out. I didn't hear much like that you said. You, to your freshman season in college. All right, my bad. We're going to talk about um, the, the the end of your senior season and the beginning of your freshman season in college. What was that spring and summer like? Because I know a lot of cats just sit around and, and eat up a bunch of stuff and then show um, up. And, and actually, I went to ORU when at a high school, that and that was literally across the street from Victory. So I used I used to just walk to ORU after the season was over and just work out. Yep. I wasn't allowed to work out with the team, obviously, or like with any coaches. But I could lift in the weight room, but I could just live sure. by myself. So I would walk over there and lift and then go shoot in their gym every day. Yeah, I'm Man. really yeah, after, so after you were working grade, on your own. self driven. I was like, point. okay, I want to get paid to play basketball one day. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to try. I don't really know how to be a pro because at the time, my brother was not a professional, he was still in college. So I was really like, okay, right. if I if I work on it enough, I'm gonna be good. So I just tried to stay in the gym as much as I could. See, there you go. Now your, your college career, because I know I know you made you made a stop or two. Where 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 did you go? Where did you go as a? No, I went to ORU. College? Did you go? Did you go straight to Connor, or was there a stop that you made before that? Yeah, so I went. I went to and played so you at OAU, went to you, and then I transferred to okay. at January, 
now for my freshman year. Um, to be honest, I just I really wasn't happy. Like I didn't really like the school as a as a whole. It really didn't have much to do with basketball, which was kind of funny because when I left, like everybody was like, "Oh, he left because he wasn't getting that much playing time." Or he left because he wasn't supposed to go D1 and all that. Like, I really just left because I didn't like the school itself. And then, um, what'd you say? Mm, so, no, so that, so that was the narrative around town, that, that you, you know, you didn't get as much minutes or yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. That you was, know, that I sort of got that into that, too. Ball. But you, you just never know what's brewing. So did, did you have another landing spot in mind already, or did you just know that, hey, no matter where I go from here, I know that oh, I don't want to be the, back here? That was the biggest leap of faith in my life. Did you take a leap of faith, life? or did you already have something else in mind? Transfer. Because no one knew where, like, the next step. I didn't know I didn't want to be there. Um... Mm. To be to, so to be completely honest, I don't I don't think so. But they didn't let me know if they weren't supportive of it. But like looking back at it and like analyzing how they reacted to it, I don't think they were supportive of it. <laughs> Man, I, I I totally get it. So, so what was it? Was it touch and go in terms of figuring out where you're gonna land, or or did you? Yeah, did I, you told, get it figured I told out the coaches that pretty I soon after you. Cut base for the only We were like, okay, well, we should probably try to go Juco because obviously I didn't have any stats. Like, the season had just really started. So I hit up uh, Coach Muse at Connors where my older brother Robert went. And uh, I told him I was planning on leaving and if I could come there. And he said, yeah. conversation like with the coaches with the coaches staff at ORU and the reason I'm asking is because I know a lot of a lot of cats I mean when you're a freshman in, in college especially if you come right out of high school you're only 18 or 19 years old and I know some of those some of those moments of having those tough conversations can be can be painful they can be scary they can be awkward they can be whatever but you know how was it mustering up that nerve to go in there and say hey coach look it here, was that was tough opportunity, but that was tough I, I need to um, move around how was that i remember after the conversation like i was walking out back to my car and i seen some of my teammates that we had a game that night so like they were getting to the gym to get ready for the game and i was leaving and i saw him and i just started crying because i was like i didn't want to leave i was just i wasn't happy no more at at that at that school but yeah like i remember all the nerves and like the emotions that came from the meeting that I saw them and I just started crying. Man, that is, that's such a human element right there, man. Cause you know, I, I don't look at you, I don't look at you as, as weak for that at all. I think, I think that was a very human and honest answer, but you know, at the end of it, you have to listen to your own instincts. It sounds like and do what's best for you. So, you know, Hey, I, I got a solution for doing that. And then, you make the move, you get to Connors. Now I was I'm not assuming able to play. you were or were not able to play right away when you got there. Right, right, right. Ooh, so what was that was, second half? That was like, like I'll probably say that was the biggest life changing experience because okay, so growing up I went to Victory, so that's a Christian school, right? And then ORU okay. is also a Christian school. So getting the Connors was my Absolutely. first time ever 
not being uh-huh. in a Christian school environment. So I got I got exposed to so much stuff at once. Right, right. On top of not being able to hoop because I was just a practice <laughs> player. Like I would travel yeah. to the games with the team and sit on the bench, but like I didn't play. So I ooh, that was tough. That was a tough that was a tough role. You definitely, you, yeah. You, was, you had, you had, got, you had all that, all that world. secular activity going on around you. Now, that's all right. And, and now, you know what? Some people may that may make some folks uncomfortable, but I actually think that that's that that's good, not just for you, but good for anybody. Because you know, the world, the world is big, but it's getting smaller by the day because we got access to so many different things. And I think you know that the more people that we can identify with, the more well-rounded we become as individuals, and now we can handle ourselves any way we need to in any arena. So that's a beautiful thing. But from a disciplinary standpoint, how were you able to stay focused on what you came there to um, do? Even I didn't though you know anybody. Play so I didn't, from January I knew coming into, into a new school halfway through the year that most people would have already had like their friends, you know what I'm saying? Like most people had who they was going to talk to, who they were going to mess with that year. So I didn't, I didn't talk to really anyone. I just kind of went to my room, went back to the gym, and went back to my room. Went to class and went back to my room. <laughs> went to the path and went back to my room. <laughs> Dang, yeah, it was that was a tough time. That was a tough Dang, time. Dang, well you you were secluded, huh? No, sir. I yeah, was, but I now was were you mobile when you went? Did you have your own vehicle? I'm, I'm used to Tulsa, you know. I grew up in Tulsa. Oh boy. So Tulsa. Yeah. Four hundred thousand. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I got the, the biggest city in the world. It's a city, nonetheless. Exactly. Yeah, just you know, and then I had no car, so <laughs> drop one of the zero. I couldn't go nowhere. Yeah, so, you know that was. <laughs> I was stranded, very stranded. You just stranded. Now, did it take a while for you to get acclimated with with the teammates? You know, because usually in situations like that, if 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 you can't identify with anybody else, you always got your teammates. Did it take a minute, or was it was it something? Yeah, well, it like um, it took a minute for you to I wasn't really that close with my develop, teammates my freshman year. Before. I was, I really like it's JUCO, so there was, isn't much to do but go to the gym. So like, I we got kind of close from always being in the gym, but as far as like on the personal level, I didn't really get to know any of them until my. I didn't get to know any of them on my freshman year. Now, coming into your sophomore year, you, you're back. You're, you're activated. You're getting ready to be able to play. Um, and I tell I tell youngsters any chance I get that that have aspirations of going and playing college ball that junior college is, is sort of is frowned upon by some people who don't really know about the process. You know, you kind of get to thinking that that you're better than junior college, you know what I mean? But I've been there like you have, and it's some dogs at that level, and is every is every man for themselves. Did, did you did you happen to, you know, rub up against um, any of that type of stuff? When I you don't were quite understand your question. Junior college, did you get to see some of that? Well, all right, let, let me put it this way. I know a lot of people kind of kept their distance from other people, when I was in junior college, because they didn't, they didn't oh, really okay, want to get okay. close to this cat because they knew that those two were kind of vying for the same thing in terms of position, oh, playing um, time. And as far as my sophomore year? How was it in your in your? Uh, it was really, like, we had, we yes, had came back to school that year, 
and everyone else on the team knew each other, and I didn't really know them. Like, I knew them, but I didn't know them. And then I was hurt. I, okay, so at ORU, I got hurt. Right. We went to the Dominican Republic for, like, a, a foreign trip. And I had I bruised my Achilles, I bruised my foot, and I got a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. all at the same time, like in one play. Yeah, like, and no one knows that. Like, I actually think you're the first person yes, outside no. of ORU and my family <laughs> that knows that I got hurt there. And then, oh uh, hey, yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate so, being a part like, of the like, I was trying to come back from that. And then going into my sophomore year at college. I got hurt again. I had strained a ligament in my leg, but we didn't know what the injury was because we had gone to the doctor and like it wasn't it was a ligament that was like that attaches to it lets your leg move to the left. It was my left leg. So I anytime I move my leg to the left, like it hurt, but I still had to play on it. So like just going into going into my sophomore year from that aspect, I was really just trying to manage that as well as I could and then I couldn't sit out because you have to get a scholarship. Like you, if you don't play, you don't get a scholarship. If I don't get a scholarship, I can't play basketball no more. So, so it was, it was, it was a mix of trying to like stay as healthy as I could while trying to win my position as, as far as the team. So that was, that was, that was a nice little balance right there. Heck yeah. Now, when it came to, to the ligament no, issue in the, the leg, way. was it the was, same leg that uh, you hurt your foot on? That you hurt your foot on? My left leg, sophomore year. Ooh, man, that sounds like, sounds like a rough road for a rough road. So, you, you finally got yourself right. Now, when on the court, um, in terms of styles of play, was it a noticeable difference in, in the way that you guys played your sophomore season at Connors versus the way – basketball was being played at ORU like did you have to deal with some selfish cats trying to get there um, or was it a team it wasn't necessarily a from team the gate unit, on the court anyway but it wasn't necessarily selfish like we knew that we weren't going to be good if we didn't play with each other but we also knew that I'm trying to average more points than you because I'm trying to get a scholarship mm-hmm. so it was it's weird it's hard to explain <laughs> oh man that's that's an interesting balance. I mean, you want to talk about a fine line between the two. That that's that's walking it. But you know, I, I'm I'm guessing it worked out for you. Um, yeah, well, were y'all we went, able to make a pretty we good push into the postseason? And seven, and I believe, and we made it to sixteen. I was I was fifth in the nation in assists, and my three man was deal, third deal. in the nation in scoring, and the first team All American. All right. So, so let's see. It looks like you're back into a primary ball handling role where you where you come yeah, down I and making those dishes. Were you still attacking offensively in terms of scoring seven. your points? 14-7-4 that year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good, pretty good stat line right there. Now, were you recruited during that spring, or did you have to go um, out I couldn't and, and because go get the ground I played the whole season on my leg. So, after the season, I had to take two months off. So, that really, like, damaged my recruiting significantly because I couldn't go play with anybody because I was hurt, so no one no one really recruited me. Wow. So 
the next stop, which was which was going to going to Arkansas Fort Smith. Um, one day, how did that come about? Say, you know, given your, your two um, month leave of absence, he grew up in Tulsa, and he was at he's been he was at Fort Smith all all four of his years. So one day I was chilling in the girls' room, and he hit me up and was like, "Hey, what's your recruiting like?" And I was like, "Um, I don't really have much right now. I have a, a few really small D ones." And he was like, "Would you come here?" And I was like, "Of course, I'd go there." And then he gave the coach my number, and then that was that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was it, it was just that simple, huh? Man, that that's big time. So you didn't no, have sir. to you didn't have to not, get any film together to send it to him to evaluate you or anything like that. Oh man, man, that that's a beautiful thing right there. <laughs> Bless. But that's I mean, hey, listen, they got a good one though. I ain't gonna make it sound like you were just lucky. You know, I, I've gotten to see you. I've gotten to see you. You know, evolve as a player. So you definitely were good for that. But here's what I want to throw at you: um, from an ego standpoint, or maybe maybe you weren't using your ego in this process. A lot of people get so caught up in in the title of Division One. And I heard you say you had some small D ones, but at the end of it all, you you know bypassed those and you took a scholarship at a Division Two level university. Um, now, what, what, did you ever get hung up on, like, yeah, I want to play D1, D1, or nothing else? Or was it all about, I want to play ball and keep going? Um, I know, didn't really care. Cause I'd already how, was your, how was your mindset like at that I point? Accomplished the stigma, per se, of going D1. Like, at that time, I was, after my experience at D1, I didn't really care if it was D1 or D2. Because I knew, like, you, if you can hoop, you can hoop. It don't matter how big the school is. And then... I remember on my visit to Fort Smith, I didn't play, but I watched them play. And the whole entire team was D1 transfers. So it was it was a Division One team. It was just at a Division Two school. Mm. So I, ne- I never really – I never really cared about going D1 or D2 because I knew at the end of the day, if I performed wherever I went, I could go get paid after – Absolutely. And once you got there, were you an instant – was the program oh, a good fit for you right off the bat, or did it take some time for you to sort of find your way? Ooh-wee, break it down. Oh, no, no, I, I didn't even no, know no, that no. part. I you played know, I'm looking at the photos like you're the man all the game. <laughs> I played so bad. Like, the team thought – the team was, like, questioning the coaches of why they recruited me. That's how bad I played when I first got there. Man, you can just tell from the respect level that you have as far as, like, on the court. Because, like, I knew what I could do, but I was that was the first time I could run full speed in two years. So I was trying to get used to that. D2 is a much, much, much better okay. level than, than uh, junior college. So it was getting used to that. Um, they played extremely fast, and my JUCO was extremely slow. Like as far as playing styles, it was the polar opposite of Connors, of Connors. So, there was it took a it took a long time to get used to that. Gotcha. Man, how how were some of those preseasons, man, at the NCAA Division Two level and the Division One level for that matter? For that matter, because you got a semester on you about it that. So, like, the months of August and uh, September it's, before it's official not practice, the time what's of the it year. like, man? Because I know it's a different level. <laughs> mm. 
Man, what are some of the hell rays and stuff that a, they put you A regular day at ORU for a preseason, we wake up, have weights at six, and then they'd make us go eat breakfast. So we go eat breakfast and then class from about 8 to 11, 8 to 12. And then we would usually have chapel about 12 and then get out of chapel, go to the calf, and then go to practice. And then we have practice for like three and a half hours, like three and a half, four hours. And then we'd have to go to study hall until like 10. So from like 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m., like the whole day was already decided what you were going to do. So then that was that wasn't cool. And then it's D two. Um it was really the same thing, just not as not as time consuming because they kinda left study hall as to us because the team was so old that they're like, We don't need to make y'all go to study hall for y'all to do y'all work. But as far as like the workouts and stuff, like those are still just as challenging. Maybe even harder than they were at ORU. Yeah, like the the coaches the coaches were just different. Really? And what they made us do was a little bit more challenging. It, it, it sounds to me like it, it's really it's really imperative that you that you take care of business over the summer, whether you're at home oh, or yeah. if on you, campus, if right? you're not on your so, stuff in the summer, you, know, those you, two months don't just totally you might want to quit. Like you're, you're going to think about quitting when you have to go through preseason. Hmm. And breaking you down to build you back up. Now, um, when you, I'm gonna go back to the to the duration of practice that you just said. You said like three and a half, four hours. Man, how were you able to? Like, did you ever struggle to to, to stay dialed in for that long? And the reason I'm asking is because you know, as a coach myself, I always try to get things done in 90 minutes tops in one setting, if I can, if at all possible, because I know the kids will check out after a while, uh-huh. and sometimes. Hell, I'll check out if I'm in there for too long. <laughs> you know what um, I'm saying? It wasn't really challenging because we were doing so much stuff the whole time that you didn't really notice that you had been on the court for three hours. You just kind of like got to the locker room and looked at your phone, and you're like, oh, it's 7 o'clock. I got here at 2.30. <laughs> yeah, now, now, here's another thing. I know you to be a gym rat for real. You always are in the gym working on your game, even when it's not mandated. Now, um, what's the mindset when when you know you got practice and you know it's going to last that long? Um, are you able to find some time, whether before or after practice, to work on your own game individually? Yeah, you or have you time. even have the gas left um, in the tank you always to have do time, so right? at that point? Like, if you want the time, you can make the time. And then as far as, like, gas, I would say – my mindset was I'm gonna be tired either way, so I might as well go get better than be tired, than be in my room and be tired. Right. Mm. I like that. That's a hell of a philosophy right there. Keeping it going. Now, at the college level versus the high school level, it, it you. So that's 
could be 24, 25. Um, you, I didn't hear anything you just said. I'm so sorry. Right before we dropped dropped the audio, I was wanting to run at you or ask you how important is the weight room at that level, man? When, when you get to when you get to the NCAA level versus when you were in junior college and versus when you were in high school. Um, it is probably one of the most important things you could possibly do. <laughs> Man's game, huh? Can't, did, did you ever have any experiences where 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 somebody kind of just kind of just babied you, kind of big boys you, and you were like, okay? I need to get right for this. This is a new level. You know what I mean? Did you ever have one of them experiences uh, where somebody just kind of took you to school? Uh, n- no, sir, because my game was, was really, especially at that time, was really predicated on speed. So, like, it didn't really matter if I personally was that strong because I was going to try to run around you either way. And then I knew how to not get overpowered on defense from growing up and playing with Robert and Derek, and like I mentioned earlier. But – um. I didn't really have a moment where I was like, I need to be in the weight room. But you could tell that if you want to be good, you need to be in the weight room. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, you, you talked about it, it taking about half a year in, into your junior season for you to, for you to you know, get your feet underneath you, for lack of a better term. Um, whenever you were able to sort of settle in, what was your what were your minutes like your junior year, and what role did you have? Was it similar to 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 where you to what you were doing when you were in Connors, um, or did you have when to I got adapt in a way and do something different? They told me that they were going to wait for me to like to score to do the same thing I did at Connors to score and facilitate. And then when I got to Fort Smith, they were like, "Hey, we would like you to never shoot the ball. We just really want you to pass." So I. Um, <laughs> wow, they, 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 hold on, they said it verbatim the coach, like that? The, the coach called me in his office, and he was like, hey, word for word, he was like, hey, I know it's not your game, but we have enough scores, so we would really, we to, for the betterment of the team, we would like for you to look to facilitate more. And then, so that was, that was my role okay. my junior year. I played, I think, 22 minutes a game, so about half the game. I started half the year, didn't start half the year. It was I was in and out the rotation as far as starting, but my minutes were consistent. Okay, so with the consistency of the minutes, did did that make did that make it to where um, there wasn't no, much of an adjustment that you had to, to make? Be honest. <laughs> oh man, dang! So I mean, because because all that stuff, all those changes that you just told to me. Um, it, it sounds like it it, it'll there. be rough you, to, you, you know, get into that. a rhythm. Am I right about that? Man, man, man. So, first off, from an ego standpoint, you know, I, I, even when we have our egos in check as competitors, we still have some level of ego. So, um, was it was it easy for you to embrace whenever they told you pretty much, hey, man, we don't need you to shoot the ball, dude? Were you in your I mind mean, like, yeah, you mean? In my head. Or were you like, like, all right, bet, I'm going to do it. Okay, I know that I got here because I could score and pass. 
So for me to get to the next level, I probably need to do the same thing. But these are my coaches, so I'm gonna listen to them. So I listen. For sure. Uh, we had a fantastic All right, now what, what type of season did y'all have? The highest rank we got to was number four in the nation. We won conference. Um, we got we lost in the first round of the national tournament, but we had the best season in D two history in the school. We were twenty four and six. Um, yeah, we had a really good year. Man, so okay, so you know when when you when all those things start to line up that way, I guess you know it, it makes everything else that you had to endure mm-hmm. yeah, a, like, a, lot, a lot easier. They, they actually still swallow, score, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it wasn't Good. like a man. We need someone to score because we had scores, so it was really just okay, get them the ball. Yeah, and, and yeah. I guess you, you. I'm pretty sure you figured out how to see the progress like within that. that. That's a, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so going from your junior to your senior season, all right, it's the last yes, hurrah, um, and you just finished your senior season this oh, year, all right? Oh, adventure is. How was that, man? <laughs> oh, okay, man. so I like that word. The I like ends where you're going with it. Last year, in my junior year, and then we have seven seniors on the team, so we're having seven seniors graduate, and then we have four returners. So then. During um, I was working team camp right. during the summer. My coach called me over. He was like, hey, <clears throat> I know when I recruited you, I said I would never leave, but I got an opportunity to I can't pass up. You know how that sentence finishes. So my coach left. So then the coach left. He took both the assistants and two of the four returners with him. So it was me. <laughs> Ooh. So it was me and a walk-on were the only people still in the organization. From last year to this year, man, that that that's first of all, um, you you seem you seem like you're like like you're pretty privy to the process, but relationships are are relationships no matter how you break it down, and it's always tough, you know, somebody that you you know developed a relationship with and you've seen them every day, and now you're not going to see them much at all. So how did you take it whenever Coach gave you the news that he was going to be you know, departing for another position. Did you take that personally? Did you feel some sort of Man, way? Or you I was like, upset. All right, next. I was upset only because I only came to that school for the coaches because, you know, like, it was it was a D2. So, out of JUCO, like, I didn't I didn't go to JUCO, like, okay, I want to go to D2. Right. I didn't care about going D2, but I was still like, okay, I'm going D2 because it's such right. a good situation. And then when the coach left, I was like, okay, I kind of, I right. kind of feel like I came here for no reason, because no one's still here. That from when I came here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. I got, I got mad when right. he first told me. I didn't show it to him. Mm-hmm. I like, oh, I congratulated him. You know, I gave him a hug, all that, but I was upset. <laughs> right. Or did it take a while? Um, you know, well, 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 wait a minute. I guess this was in the summer whenever he left, or was it still spring at that time? Oh, he left in, like, the end of June. Oh, man, that's smack dab in the middle mm-hmm. of the summer. Wow. Okay, so did, did it take a while for the next guy um, just to get appointed? Yeah, it took about a few, like, three or four weeks. 
okay, okay. So, so yeah, well, go ahead and walk me through that. You know, you got a new coach in town, new staff assembled. Um, did, did, did y'all hit it off right out, right out of the gate, or you know, was there any dialogue at all trying to fill um, him out? We we had talked to each other, like over the phone, and we had discussed like. You know, he, he was like, he told me he would need my help because we would have seven freshmen on the team. So he would need my help as far as, like, leading the freshmen. And then, like, we would talk about, like, playing styles and what he planned on doing and stuff like that. Like, we got we got along pretty well in the beginning. Now, I'm hearing you said seven freshmen. And we're talking NCAA Division Two. Now, those freshmen may be talented, but they're still kids coming into pretty much a man's game. So, and man, how how was it leading leading the charge when you got sort of some babies on board? No um, disrespect to them. That was probably the hardest thing I've had to try to do as far as basketball, like ever, to be honest. Because like, oh yeah, okay. So like growing up and like until until this year, I've always played with really really good people, like whatever level or whatever school I was at, like at at, at ORU. <clears throat> um, Obi and Megano, he was he ended, he finished the year my freshman year sixth in the nation in scoring. I think he averaged twenty four a game. And then at JUCO, I had two first team All Americans on my team. One dude, he was first he was first in the nation in shot attempts <laughs> and third in scoring. <laughs> Keyword yeah, attempts, right? Nah, I, I, don't get me wrong, he could score. We we let he if he wanted All to right. go shoot twenty seven times, go shoot twenty seven times. But <clears throat> so coming from that to and then my junior year, the team was loaded with scores. Like you know, we had we had offense everywhere. And then this year, I was really the focal point. So it was weird because there was so much stuff I had to get used to, like telling my teammates that I wasn't used to telling my teammates. You know, because they're freshmen. So there's there's uh-huh. so much stuff that they right. didn't know that you would assume that they would know because I had never played with that many freshmen before. So that was, that was probably the hardest thing. Were, were, were they receptive to, 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 to some of your leadership or did you have to, did you have to fight with some of them, so to speak, to get them, to get them? To nah, play? because they, 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 they kind of approached the situation as, okay, we're freshmen. So we, we, we should listen to the only senior on the team. The only senior on the team. Wait, were you? You were the only senior for yes, the sir. entire season. Man, man, man. Okay, now I gotta believe that. Yeah, did, did y'all have some some junior college transfers come in, or we you know, had, at some point, any sophomores, any juniors? Three JUCO transfers, one walk on, and seven freshmen. Wow. How'd the season go, man? How'd y'all finish that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now, I got to be honest, you know, that's exactly what I expected you to say, man. And I know, you know, because it sounds like looking at your whole college career, every full season that you played, you know, with the exception of this one, obviously, y'all had some really good teams and made some runs. And, you know, even coming from high school, having some successful teams and having a good program, man, how were you able to, how were you able to keep everything on point and not just totally say, screw it, going through your senior season, your last season, you know, as a college student. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, so I want to, I want to, I'm going to play basketball next year. And I knew that. So I knew that okay. to help myself, it would, I, would, I would need to help the team. So to, for me to like go into the mode of, okay, 
forget this. I'm I'm the senior. I'm about to. I'm just gonna go out here and shoot. Just try to go out here and get my stats. Like I knew that would hurt me more right. than being on not that good of a team would. So I didn't. I didn't really try to do that. Right. Man, that, that that's a very mature outlook right there, man. Because uh, a lot of people. I'm glad you said that because a lot of folks get to thinking, well, I don't have anything to play for. That, that you always uh, got yeah. something to play for, man. All yeah. Okay, so now you you, you finish mm-hmm. your college career, right? And you you know that you want to continue your playing career. Now, me, I'm not as privy to the process of I don't even know the first thing to do when it, in terms of pursuing um, a, a professional career after college. Like, what's the very first thing that that you had to do um, in terms of getting your ducks in a row? So to speak, the very the first thing was to get all the film. But throughout the year, I knew okay. that I would need the film. And I love, like, watching film is how I get better. So I already had all the yeah. film from all the games. But that would, that would have been the first step was to, would be to get the film. Now, how far back did you have to go? Did you only have to get your senior season, your senior season or did you go all the way back from whenever you were playing at ORU no, for that I just, one semester? I focused on my senior season. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now, well, was it a long process? Did it take over? Did it take a while for you to get some get some hits, or were, was it was it a pretty seamless transition? Like, bam, found an agent. Bam. Um, I had a few agents hit me up on Instagram and Facebook, but I sent I sent mm-hmm. my stuff out to a few agents, and then it took about two weeks, two or three weeks for me to uh, find an agent. So it didn't take that long. Wow. So, hey, man, congrats to you on that. So it sounds like you got you got that phase taken care of. And so um, what what is next for, for Chris Crawford? Where are you going and where and when you go? No idea and no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some real truthful stuff right there. So I'm guessing at this point, you, you know, you, you're getting ready. To, you, you're finishing your senior year as a student. Are yes, you, are sir, you on track to graduate? Weeks. I'm gonna get your paperwork in two weeks, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's called getting it done. And so, after after graduation, what um, are you are you coming back home to to Tulsa until you get that call, or are you gonna stick around on campus and, and use the facilities? Oh, What's gonna I happen am, next week? I'm for you? driving back to Tulsa the day I graduate. The day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gotta get out of there. Huh? I like it. I like it. Well, man. Brother, you've been more than gracious with your time. Uh, you gave us a lot of insight, a lot of backstories, and I definitely appreciate it. Uh, this was kind of this was kind of late notice, but just for those of y'all that are out there listening, as soon as I hit him up and said, "Hey, I want to get you on," he was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm glad I'm glad that you came and showed love to the podcast, brother. And uh, we're gonna be watching you from a distance. I know I am, and you know we're gonna have to hook up and do this uh, again yes, down sir, the line. Definitely. No doubt. Well, folks, this is Sports Speak Podcast, and I'm gonna hit.